We going? Yeah. Oh, cool. All right. Welcome everyone to the S3 pub. This is actually just my basement, but this is where we solve problems. Uh, so Willie, you've been... It's where we talk about problems. Yeah, we don't actually solve shit. Uh, we, we talk <laughs> see, about... am I actually going to be in this? You're in there. Yeah, I'm in there. Yeah, it works. Come on. All right. I wanted to make so, sure y'all saw my pretty face my cool hat. So what's grinding your gears today? Man. Y'all, put your damn car on the damn street. We were just sitting here talking about this. Um, we are doing some video on my little Fiesta. And it's like, I know we've talked about this before. I don't know if we've had a podcast or whatever dedicated to it. But um, where the hell did all the tuners go? I don't did, honest question, did I get old? And move too far out in the freaking country. <laughs> yes. Or, but no, dude, because back in the day, you couldn't escape it, man. No matter where you lived. It ain't me getting old. Like, I'm tired of only seeing imports. Or, fuck imports. Like, just modified cars at car meets. I see a lot of modified V8s running. They're, they're running around like all the like all the import guys used to. The import guys don't. Yeah, yeah, don't, yeah. Maybe it's, a, maybe it's a South thing, but like... The domestic V8s are everywhere. Mm -hmm. They've picked up the ball where we've dropped it, for sure. I say we, like, I'm um, still an import guy, and mm -hmm. I, I I don't really have ties to imports, but, like... You have an importy car, though. I have an so importy Ford, yeah, but, like, for now. At my <laughs> core, I, I identify as an import guy because that's where we grew up. I mean, even though you have a Mustang, like, mm -hmm. you're always, like... It's a generational thing at this point, I've you know what I mean? I've like, up until that car. Yeah, and, and I'm sure you still, still kind of our team. You know, I mean, those walls have broken down, import versus domestic. Like, I don't care about that. It's just like, damn, man, like, where are the fun cars? I don't see them anymore. I just wrote an article. It'll be in the next issue. It's funny because it was, a, it was just a car review article, and it ended up being, um, like, the editorial. Because I was like, man, I need to move this to the front. Of the magazine one because i'm dogging on this car too hard and two because it just needs to be heard it's like dude like these cars that are coming out aside from the big v8 stuff a lot of them and aside from you know like the ctr there are some exceptions but yeah. a lot of them are flat out half-ass attempts mm -hmm. with full price price tags 25 grand plus in a world of better used car options, they've been making... Japan was making good cars for 20 years now. So you got to make a better car yeah. if you're going to be selling it for 25 grand yeah, yeah. in 2018. And they're flat out not. They're not making them, man. They're just not... Well, it's not just... The, I, had, I know we harp on the new cars a lot because we do a lot of new car reviews and stuff. And we kind of get sucked into that a little bit. But it's the used shit, too. Like, you go out to Import Alliance and there are cars everywhere. And it's not like they're these show queen, dino queen cars that need to be kept up in a garage. Like, these look like daily drivers. Where the hell are they on a day-to-day -day basis? Do these guys just have work trucks? Or are these cars too unreliable? A lot of times, honestly, I think the internet has pushed people to go to the point of absurdity. Um, I can see to that. To keep up with the freaking, you know, Instagram attention or mm -hmm. the Facebook attention or whatever. You're kind of peer pressured now to build a car that goes beyond the line of, you know what I mean? Like, it goes beyond the line of performance and it starts getting stupid. The yeah. wheels are getting too wide. Uh, the camera is getting camber. too much. Yeah. The, you know, yeah, all that, even, and not just the stance guys, but you know, like the, the boosted cars, like you've gone too far and you're running the thing 
within an inch of its life. And even if you're not, it's just not streetable. It's a freaking nightmare mm -hmm. to try and put on the street so people are running away from it. I, mean, I wrote an article on this. They're passing the damn sweet spot. Like, especially in, in a digital internet culture, mm -hmm. we need to, um, like, appreciate the sweet spot. You know, not so much like, oh, I got something nobody's ever done before. This is more ridiculous than anybody's seen. I'm breaking necks and breaking records. No, like, there's a lot to be said for a car that you can drive every day. Um, I would much rather be having fun with a steering wheel on my right foot uh, than I would, you know, doing something that no, nobody's ever done before just to get a couple of Instagram clicks. I love driving cars fast, especially through twisty roads. Why wouldn't you want to do that on a day-to-day -day basis? I mean, I, I try to drive that Mustang as much as I can. I think for a lot of the, the younger guys, the guys that have really kind of um, come into this culture after social media... I don't think they get it like that, man. I think like the scene has moved online even more than it has on on the streets and the mall parking lots and stuff like that. Like when and I we know were that stance has a lot to do with that because I mean the, the gas crunch happened and everybody wanted to find a new way to make these cars as unique as possible and stance was kind of the answer. And it, if you stance a car, it quickly makes it undrivable. We all know that. It quickly makes it badass in photos. It makes Which it looks awesome in photos. We also know because we're, with the magazine, we're always like, oh my god. But aren't like, we kind of past that now? Like, shouldn't we be past like gas? Yeah, but I think for years. I think a lot for a lot of the younger kids, the enjoyment that they get from the car, car culture. I think I'm onto something here. Is not necessarily from driving their car. Not in the same way that it is for you know the whatever our generation. Mm -hmm. But their enjoyment in the car culture is the camaraderie that they have online with their bros and their cliques and their crews. And it's turned into like a nationwide kind of community, but it's, it's online. Whereas like, you know, for us, like our, our thing was the car was the ticket into the culture. And, and then you mm. would just go meet up with people, man. You just kind of like, you know, we had our Thursday night big chicken meats and then, you know, Athens had the bell meat and all. All right. Oh, I remember those. But it was very much live. You know, and in person. So that's the difference. And here's here's my question because I call, I always kind of look at the industry from you know thirty thousand feet up. How what the hell are we doing as a nation of import guys, a nation of car guys, to get new people involved? I mean, if you're not out there driving these cars on a day to day basis, showing how awesome yeah. the, they are, you're only in little subcultured clicks online. How well, the I hell think... do we grab Terry and mm -hmm. Brad over there and get them involved? Other than bringing them to a car show or bringing them into one of these little subculture groups. Like, I, I, I don't know. It, I, I used to get, I remember before I even had a car, I would get inspired seeing these WRXs and these Hondas and uh -huh. shit running around my town. And that was what really got me into it. I mean, it was around the same yeah, time. Yeah, you walked that, like, out of any little restaurant on any mall boulevard USA. And and something was popping off. Yeah. You know, it was like, awesome. Dang, that was cool. What was that? You know, and that's how it happened. And that's what I think kind of a, a side effect of, of the car culture moving online, which is not all bad. There's a lot of cool stuff mm -hmm. that comes with that, but you've got to beware. And I think one of, the, one of the negative side effects is that I don't think you all realize what impact each and every one of you has every time you drive a car. Think about it, man. Every time you decide mm -hmm. to take your fun car out, you, I mean, what do you think? 15,000, 30,000, 100,000 people pass you? You know, how many of those take notice? You, I mean, the whole world's talking about freaking Instagram likes or Facebook likes. Think about the real 
like impressions that you have on people when you're riding down the road and all these other cars are going the other way and they're all going, damn, that was cool. Damn. You know, like, that's a real thing, man. That, that was absolutely a real thing. That's what made the import scene turn into like this freaking mainstream lifestyle that ended up getting movies made about it. And, and I mean, like when I was in college, it was at the height and it was to a point where like everybody was kind of car guys you kind of expected it it, it yeah. became kind of a normal like so what you drive you know and like everybody in college yeah. knew me mm -hmm. you know because of my car and, and eclipse guy. yeah that was that was how we did it it wasn't i, I wasn't hashtag carbon gst or what i was like the dude with the gray eclipse you know yeah. and it was it was real and so you guys gotta give yourself some credit man like putting the car on the street is more effective than any ad in our magazine or any freaking video that donut does or or drift stunt that ken block does like those that stuff is all cool but like you know when you when you when people can't help but see the real culture at work mm -hmm. when people see you know seven damn slammed out cars with big ass wings backing into an applebee's or whatever like that has an effect on people it inspires people um so, I don't know, you were talking about the subcultures, man. That's another thing that we're always kind of bitching and whining about because... Yeah, it seems like all, all the, the Facebook sub-sub-subculture stuff kind of jumped in and replaced forums, which, you know, fine, forums were old and tired, but I felt like they did serve a purpose. But now, you know, everybody's gone from being a Honda guy or a Ford guy or a Subi guy to, like, it's so subcultured, like... I only like S197 Mustangs. Yeah. I mean, like... Oh, the S550s are trash. I mean, Club S197. You yeah, know, it's like, dude, like, like... Can't we all just love there, cars in general? Yes. As a car guy, if you consider yourself a car guy, you should appreciate anything. Really. Um, to a point. To a point, anyway. Yeah, but not, like, Not anything. There is And there is a difference. Rivalry is good. You know, like, being an import guy or a domestic guy or whatever, that's cool. Like... That's why sports are popular, because there's rivalries. Everybody wants a team, you know, mm -hmm. a, a flag to fly, if you want to call it that or whatever. Everybody's but, shitting all over the NBA right now because it's not competitive anymore. There's one team that's going to win the championship <laughs> every single damn year. It's Golden kind of a State metaphor Warriors. for our culture. Good, yeah. good job. Um, I mean, it's and just, it makes it not fun. Nobody wants to play. Everybody just takes their ball and goes freaking home yeah, and something man. like that happens. You know, like, freaking if you want to be a Porsche guy, be a Porsche guy. But... But don't be afraid to hang out. And this is especially bad in like Southern California, but it's getting bad mm -hmm. here in Atlanta as Atlanta gets more and more and more, you know, metro and populated. Yeah. But like, dude, on any given weekend, the BMW guys are out there, you know, stroking the other BMW guys and the Porsche guys are out there doing their little Porsche thing and, and the freaking JDM, you know, nostalgic guys are out there with their little you know, fanboy group, and they all got their drones up in the air, and they're all making videos and making it seem larger than life on the Monday when we all go back to work or whatever, but, like, it's fucking, it's lame, man. Like, just, it, it's fucking segregation. <laughs> it's racism. Like, you know, like, I mean, get, like, like you know what, if you go buy an 8.6, be an 8.6 guy. Obviously, you like the car. Like, you know, be that. You know, represent the 8.6, but come on. Like, I, you know, you see Nissan guys that are so sub-sub-cultured, they only like hatches, or they only like coupes, or they only like coupes with V8s, or they hate coupes with V8s, and they only like coupes with SRs, and it's, like, it's lame, but not only is it lame, but it's bad for the industry as a whole, 
put yourself in a company's, I, just, let's say what, Ibox Springs, a spring company, Lowering Springs. They've got to now, instead of marketing in a couple of places and saying, hey, look, let's hit some of these import publications or websites or whatever. Let's hit some of these domestics. Let's hit some of these off-roads. They now got to go, okay, so we've got to advertise specifically to the 8-6 guys, and there's 40 freaking pages on Facebook, and which one do we, and how do we reach these goddamn influencers, and who is more of an influencer, and, and then we got to do that again for the Focus guys, and then we got to do it again for the Civic Type R guys and the Mustang guys. It's, it's freaking impossible, and it's, you can't, you can't have an industry, in or, that's a hobby, but in order to have an industry, you've gotta, you got to, at some point, you got to like admit the brotherhood that we're all kind of, yeah. you know, in this together. And you got to stop getting so like, oh, we're, you know, whatever, fourth gen Accord Coupe Club. And you when, know? You, and when like you look at it that way, you kind of see and understand why like motorsports and racing in general has started to quickly die off it's because it's too damn segregated like one of the coolest things going back to competition is let's just talk about just simple drag racing because that's how most people get into their first form of racing because it's the, the easiest most widely popular easiest to jump yeah, you into. go there on a friday night go there on friday night minutes, yeah, yeah. And then, 10 and seconds and it's a, you know, <laughs> exactly it's, it's yeah. a dodge neon srt4 but versus a little civic hatch or something but it's cool because you get that head-to-head -head action, that camaraderie. Um, but, you know, it's all in, in good spirit. Some people take it too seriously. Some people gamble on it. You know, whatever you want to do. But it's all fun. Um, and when you, when you segregate and you, you put this group here and that group here and that group there, and the groups aren't talking to each other, mm -hmm. well, now you don't have real events anymore. Not, not massive events. Like, I know everybody gives it a lot of shit because it, it kind of turned out really crappy towards the end. But uh, Nopi Nationals was... A crazy event that really did a good job of bringing the industry together. It brought out just a shit ton of thousands and thousands. Yeah, of forget people. the end. And forget had all the advertisers there. Like yeah. you could go there, buy all the parts you wanted for the year, hang out with all your buddies, test drive a car, have a bunch of fun. Like it was a true, awesome, badass event. And there are still badass good events out there, but like they're all a lot smaller because whenever you subculture and segregate like this it forces everybody to go their own direction. And when we're not communicating with each other, we're inevitably going to miss each other. It's just, mm -hmm. it's just, we're just not going to meet up. Yeah, it's like I said, you got to take the good with the bad, man. If you've got, you know, an Accord Coupe or whatever, like, you should be on those Facebook pages and, and you know, get that knowledge from, from your peers that have gone through all the problems that you're going to be going through or whatever. Like, that's cool. But, yeah, to get so segregated that you alienate, you know, that you, it becomes an us versus them thing, it's just freaking lame. I don't know how else to say it. Yeah. It just sucks. It's a little bit depressing that it's happened. Um, it kind of reminds me of uh, the whole red box situation where you took something that was maybe not the greatest product in the world, but it was good. It definitely had nostalgia, and it definitely served a purpose, and you replaced it with something that was just not as good. Um, red box being the thing that's not as good there, replacing big box stores. Um, the fact is everything kind of has a place in this world. And whenever we just say, internet's better, and the internet flat out replaces it, well, at the end of the day, you get what you pay for. And uh, we've, Dude, we've been getting a lot this of is off topic, but if you, you haven't seen Incredibles 2, have you? Nope. There is flat out, I, I've only seen it once in the theater, but there is flat out like a scene that speaks exactly to that. Really? It speaks to like, well, 
we wanted free and we got it and mm -hmm. it sucked. Yeah, they're definitely talking about kind of the same stuff uh, metaphorically. Well, look at Walmart. I mean, back, well, we got to go way back, like 15 years, but when the big box Super Walmarts came out, mm -hmm. people were flooding there because the prices were so great and it put all the other business under. And as soon as they did, uh, they raised their prices back up and you were stuffing, stuck with nothing but Walmart for like 10 years. Now, over the past five years or so, it's they, they've gotten their competition back and now they're just kind of a shit store with shit customer service. That's the next thing we need to talk about is what the hell about the lack about customer service. That's another topic for another day. We're going to be here all damn night talking about that. <laughs> Willie had a little bit of a customer service issue with a, uh, an online retail Meltdown, man. I'm just... <laughs> tired of the digital world i don't like this landscape that i'm living in sometimes yeah. um you know I'm, i miss the days of freaking customer service mm. and real people and real recommendations and things that just make Someone sense who actually man. cares about solving your problem common you, sense because you don't get those, common sense you right now you don't get common sense on amazon or whatever you know if, that you're talking to yeah if you do it wrong and there's nobody to go hey idiot this isn't the part that you want. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah, isn't yeah. what you, you know, you just, you just shows up. It's wrong. You waited for two days. You're bummed out. You can't and return they just it. go, return it. <laughs> <do a> shit. <laughs> yeah, we cannot take this back. Click OK to, to continue. What? <laughs> but, yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's our little bar rant for tonight. Yeah. Um, but, uh, to recap, uh, can some manufacturers make some better cars? That would be cool. That would help a lot. That's one. The domestic guys are doing a great job. You guys keep it up. Don't don't fuck up and stop making your cool cars. But you import boys, good lord, <laughs> come on, step it up. Um. Yeah. So I mean, you know, thing is, we need more for thirty grand, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, like, That's I'm a sweet spot. I'm not a Ford guy anymore, man. But like, the Mustang is where the bar is set. Like, so okay for. 21 grand, you got to be a 300 horsepower EcoBoost, or at least hang with it, right? And then for what, 30 grand, even less than that, in your case, in some cases, you got to you gotta keep up with a, a freaking Coyote. The new GTs make like 460 horsepower. Yeah. I mean, that's... I, you don't have to quite keep up. Yeah. I mean, you know, like you a DSM close, never quite stock for stock was at a Mustang, yeah. but you got to give us something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, come on, you got to give us something. Yeah. Um... And then, yeah, as an enthusiast man, put your damn car on the street, even if you don't want to, because it's not about you. It's about all of us. It's about you at the same time. <laughs> you'll, I, you, you'll, you will make more of an impact. If your whole thing is getting off because people love your car, the way it looks and sounds, no Instagram picture or YouTube video is going to do it justice the way that driving on the street can. Well, yeah, you man, might do not it reach for as, you everybody might not goes in front of as many, as many people but it'll make more of a difference to the people who do see it. Yeah, I mean, it's real common that, you know, that people always go, build it for you, build it for you, and that's true, and sometimes we don't really listen to that, but it's like, man, there's, you know, you gotta drive it more and get that connection to the car that you get from driving it that makes you remember why you built it. It's not about, you know, the, the community online. It's about, you know, how it makes you feel. Um, and I think that's what a lot of people have gotten away from. And then, lastly, the sub-sub-sub-culture crap. I mean, keep doing it, but no one's saying when. It's basically the thing there. Um, Get your knowledge, but don't segregate. Yeah, you Talk know, to each like, other. I, I mean, if you really love your 
you know, Fiesta ST, for example, show it to a bunch of people who don't already have one. Mm -hmm. That'd be a good start. Um, you know, 